Today we are going to be checking out this article called Inside Andrew Tate's Real Empire with a 10 million euro fortune and over 440,000 euros in crypto after boasting he's a trillionaire. So let's see, let's check this out. Romanian cops listed the disgraced influencer's luxurious assets as they announced Tate and his brother Tristan had been charged officially now as part of the ongoing sex trafficking investigation. Romanian Romania's organized crime busting police unit, I think is D-I-I-C-O-T, had been probing the brothers since arresting them last December. Tate faces trial over allegations of trafficking and rape, and they strongly deny all allegations against them. Sources confirmed to The Sun online that the assets seized from the Tates are estimated to be worth around 10 million euros, or probably about like 14 million dollars, 15 million dollars. And there are going there are ongoing investigations into alleged money laundering linked to the Tates as cops continue to probe their finances. Tate has previously bragged about his wealth with suggestions of his fortune ranging from 100 million dollars, uh, 100 million euros, to being the self-proclaimed world's first trillionaire. Now here's the thing. This might be what the like this like amount this 10 million euro might be something that they might be able to like accurately see right but there's no idea in terms of like his true net worth right because he's been into crypto for quite a while and there are cryptos out there that you have no clue where his wallet is like if you do not have his wallet you don't know how much money he's actually got so he could technically have like multiple nine figures in pure crypto that no one even knows where it is right because you could technically have like a ledger wallet or like any sort of wallet right like a physical wallet and you could literally like have it hidden inside like a shoe box four feet in the ground on some property in a specific corner of the land and no one will know that you have that type of money. So that's the crazy thing about crypto is like you could technically be hiding disgusting amounts of money in that. So that's what I kind of assume that he probably has hidden away a lot of money or his brother probably hid away a lot of money. Because I'm going to assume that this is not all of their money because one, they're having to pay their legal fees some way and they probably got money stashed away because they are all so paranoid and have always been paranoid. So it wouldn't surprise me if they got like nine figures of crypto somewhere hidden. So the assessment by the Romanian police puts his finances at a much lower figure, and to complicate matters further, Tate has previously claimed he doesn't actually own anything. The biggest assets of Tate brothers are their cars, which are estimated to be around 
8 million euros, a source told The Sun Online. Now, this is kind of the interesting thing about this, because in terms of like his physical assets, they're saying that the biggest assets that he has are his cars. And I remember watching a clip where Andrew Tate actually mentioned why he actually buys so much cars instead of necessarily putting it into investments. And the reason for it was because he basically viewed it, in a sense, like another savings account that he could just immediately sell, even at like a 50% loss, just to get easy access to money. Because I guess he's like, he really prefers the liquidity of the stuff. He doesn't really like tying up his money in like long-term things. And he could just sell pretty much all these cars very quickly and get immediate access to like, Five million in cash or six million in cash, even you know, even by selling his cars at a loss, right, at like a thirty percent discount, a forty percent discount, etc., he could still get access to very fast cash, a large amount of it, to be able to do whatever he wants to do. So I kind of understand that line of thinking, but it's still a lot of cars to just like hold on to, maintain, and all that kind of stuff. Now, the funny thing about this, about him basically claiming that he doesn't actually own anything, they actually mentioned it, him and his brother mentioned this before, where pretty much they put things in multiple different companies to where both of them don't really know who owns what car or what company owns what car that they have in their name. These is all structured in a very complicated way where to the brothers, they're basically just like, oh yeah, this is the car, we bought it, we get to drive it kind of thing. But maybe it wasn't actually them that bought it, it was actually maybe one of their sub-companies of the umbrella company that they have that actually bought it. So like, it makes it very complicated but it technically is done for a lot of people to protect their assets, to pay less taxes, etc., and basically protects them to a much higher degree. Now, Romanian laws are definitely different than other countries' laws, but typically the reason why this is done, where you basically don't own anything, is to prevent you from basically losing all of your money if you were to basically get sued right? Like, for example, let's say that you are in America right now, and you got like a net worth of, let's just say like $5 million, right? And you are a public figure. You're not going to want to uh, put every single thing that you own basically in your name, right? The car that you drive on like a daily basis, you might not want to put that in your name because if people know who you are and know that you got crazy amounts of money and you cause an accident, even though it might be kind of iffy whether or not you actually did cause the accident, but let's just say that you're at fault or could be deemed that you're at fault. Well, instead of this potentially being like maybe like a fender bender type of thing, someone might make the like false claim that like, oh no, like... I have like an injured neck and back. I got to spend like 10 days in the hospital. I can't work now, all this sort of stuff, right? So instead of like, you know, nothing happening, you might be on the hook for like 400 grand, right? That's why you basically set things up in a way where like your car is owned by a company that is only like holding 
that car and its name and maybe a couple like thousand dollars a few thousand dollars as well like where it doesn't really own much of anything other than the car right so that basically they are suing the car but not able to really sue you personally right like they're suing the company that owns the car because it's like the company car but the only thing that the company owns is the car so that kind of like just is a barrier to help protect you from getting all of your assets potentially like looked at and potentially like taken from the lawsuit right because what people need to understand if everything's inside your name and let's say that you don't have great insurance or your insurance isn't like big enough to cover it cover whatever accident that you're involved in this like let's just say like a four hundred thousand dollar accident like a car accident whether it be legitimate or not if your insurance doesn't cover that then they're going to be going after like potentially your home or any sort of other assets that you have to pay for that right to like they will literally rob you to pay for that bill just or just or not just kind of stuff right but if you have that company set up where it really only owns the car doesn't really have any assets it protects you from getting completely wrecked financially right it's just something to think about you could also just like pay for like a really good umbrella insurance policy to kind of like probably protect you in that way but it's just something to think about like this is why a lot of very wealthy people let's say that they like invest into real estate they don't just buy all the homes inside their name they will create a company that will hold maybe like two million dollars of assets like real estate assets within that company and then they move on to another company that holds another two million or three million or whatever right it's just like ways to help protect you because if something were to happen to that company or you know you like the company gets sued they're only really able to get after that two million that is held by that company not your whole real estate portfolio which might be like a hundred million dollars if you were to ever be that rich that's why these people do that sort of thing where they kind of don't really own anything but they do so their houses and lands are also estimated at more than 2 million euros. And the source added, as for their accounts, further investigations are to be made, as there is also another file on their names for money laundering, a file which is far from being ended. Taste assets listed by the Romanian police include 15 luxury cars, 15 properties, 14 watches, 2 ingots, and shares in for companies. Now that's pretty interesting. The company investments were worth just 84,000 euros, and they also list Tate's crypto assets, which are said to be 21 Bitcoin. Now, to me, I personally believe that Tate, like one of the Tate's, like either Andrew Tate or Tristan Tate or whoever, or people in his like group or whatever, probably has like nine figures worth of crypto hidden somewhere that's my viewpoint just because they were into crypto quite a while ago and it's not really 
too much of a stretch to think that they have some large sum of crypto just stashed away somewhere. And the funny thing about them, like, you know, getting a hold of his Bitcoin, his 21 Bitcoin, Bitcoin is basically the most public cryptocurrency, right? It's one of the best cryptocurrencies, but it is the most public cryptocurrency, meaning it is the most tracked cryptocurrency. It is very easy to find people's wallets to track where all their money has gone, how they spent their money, etc. There's other cryptocurrencies where you have no clue potentially where the money went and what it was spent on, right? So that's just something to really think about. Like, yeah, okay, they took the most public cryptocurrency out there, okay? Like, that's why I think that he has way more crypto in, like, cryptocurrencies that are either, like, you know, like, crack coin, like crap coins, which are just, like, horrible cryptocurrencies, but probably he has a ton of them and a whole bunch of different wallets, or he has very uh, private cryptos where... They're not as public as Bitcoin, and you could pretty much transfer transfer your money or buy things completely on the hush hush, and he probably has like nine figures on with that, which is what I'm assuming. So the electronic cash is worth four hundred forty thousand euros now, but was but was worth less when he was first arrested due to volatile fluctuating crypto markets. The Tates will also have to pay advanced legal fees of some 52,000 euros ahead of the trial, which is expected to begin in September. Tate has often bragged about his wealth, sometimes claiming he is a trillionaire. In responding to the new details about his finances, Tate complained, I'm sure this case has absolutely nothing to do with stealing my wealth. Now also, what people need to understand too, Tate has been making, I think, like, five, six million a month or whatever from his, like, program, like, monthly recurring subscription program or whatever. So we're talking about someone who's, like, able to generate, like, about 60 million a year in pure cash from his subscription stuff, not including that, like, super high-ticket $5,000 program that he has. So, like, this guy's making crazy amounts of money and has always been making crazy amounts of money. So Ferrari is moved ahead of the seizure. I do got to say, he has some pretty awesome cars, right? You got that pretty sick looking Ferrari. You got like, I believe, a Lamborghini Huracan Spider, I think. Uh, I think that's BMW M something. Ferrari towed by cops. So there's an Aston Martin, a Porsche, a Rolls Royce. Okay, I don't know what that one is. Kind of looks like maybe a Mercedes or something. So Tate was quoting a tweet that claimed he had three hundred and eighty million dollars worth of crypto assets. But sources confirm this appears to be based on a mistranslation from Romanian media. 
Tate would often share his lavish lifestyle on social media with flash cars, expensive properties, cigars, and private jets. But this appears to have all been part of a carefully crafted social media image designed to appeal to his followers and promote his brand. Tate's lawyers have even claimed he plays a character online for the purposes of entertainment. And not only that, like if you're someone who's able to build a pretty massive social media following, it would literally be disgustingly simple in terms of how you could potentially just generate millions of dollars, right? And so let me put it this way. Let's say that you have a following of a million people, let's say on your Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or your podcast or whatever, or your email list, right? And let's say that you sell a $500 product. Well, let's say only a thousand people were to buy that product if you were to release that product, like on the first day, right? That's 500 grand in one day, right? Now, obviously, it's not always like that, but the bigger your following gets, the more likelihood that people will buy whatever you end up pitching to them or telling them about or offering to them. Maybe just to support you, maybe to say thank you for whatever it is that you're doing, or they might just buy it because they like you or they just enjoy your stuff and they might buy it, right? So it wouldn't be hard for the Tates, which have millions upon millions upon millions of followers, to generate millions of dollars every single month, almost nonstop, right? I, I think they did like a live stream on like Rumble or something, and they had like nearly 600,000 concurrent watchers. Like that's crazy on like a live stream. Like that's crazy numbers. Like the like potential revenue that these guys make is just beyond insane. So Tate's lawyers have even claimed he plays a character online for the purposes of entertainment. And pictures show the Tate's car collection at their 600,000 euro warehouse-like compound on the outskirts of Bucharest, including a Lamborghini, SMR, Ferrari, and Rolls-Royce. It was previously estimated a total value of 6 million euros. But in a previous podcast interview, just before his arrest, Tate actually denied owning any of his cars. I don't own anything. There are cars that I may have access to, Tate said on Strike It Big. He then implied his famous Bugatti was actually owned via a series of companies and trusts that gave him access. Questions still loom over the Tate's finances as part of the ongoing investigation. Let's see. Anything else about their money? Yeah, I don't really see anything else in terms of like the money. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. If you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40 and you'll learn how I got a debt and grew my net worth. But like, I just find this very interesting because obviously Andrew Tate has always had a very flashy lifestyle. He's always like, you know, paraded inside his like super luxurious cars 
He's had crazy watches as well. He talked about how much money he was making multiple times. Talked about how he was like he became a millionaire at a much younger age. But the thing is, like, the way that they have this set up is a pretty unique style of doing it, right? Because even though they do the whole, like, setting up multiple businesses for a lot of their assets, even though that's pretty typical for people with very high net worth, the fact that they have, like, so much cars, like, physical assets, right, is very interesting because many wealthy people are not like that, where they put a lot of their money into cars, but the Tates do, because of what I mentioned earlier, the justification from what I saw in one video was that he could technically, like, let's just say that he has, like, $10 million worth of cars. In case of, like, an emergency, like, break the glass type of thing, he could immediately sell them all at 50%, basically, and immediately get $5 million cash right into his hand or into his bank account or whatever and be able to just start something new or like go somewhere or take care of himself and his brother and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's a very interesting way to view it. It's basically like having little mini emergency funds just like sitting around you and that you could just play around with by driving them because I'm pretty certain that none of his cars are like have like has loans on them. I'm pretty certain every single one of his cars is completely paid for, which is why he's able, or why he's like justifying that he could just sell it pretty much immediately and get access to that cash. So it's kind of like an interesting way to kind of like go about managing your finances. Personally, I would not do that. Personally, I would put a lot of money into investments, a lot of money into like real estate, stocks, index funds, some crypto, but also things that would just like continuously produce income so that I could basically live off of the passive income, passive income, like basically just income that I'm not having to actively work for. So that like basically the way that I would put it, I would set all of my finances to where I just have to continuously pump money into those investments to basically make my like monthly or yearly income steadily increase in terms of like just passively, right? So like, let's say that I got like $2 million in like, in, actually no, hold on. Let me do the calculations. So 2 million times, let's just say 4%. Actually, no, let's make it like 3%. Because typically you could take 3% of your like uh, investments in terms of like a take every single year if you have it invested into something like S&P 500 or like something that would basically have like produce about like an 8 to 10% annual rate. Let's see, let's put, uh, yeah, so 2 million, let's say 3%. So, like, let's say that I have $2 million in, like, an investment, right? But I'm able to get, like, a passive, like, recurring income per year of $60,000, right? What I would do, personally, is try to increase my investment 
so that that 60,000 would now turn into like let's say 120,000 by having 4 million invested, right? So now I got 120,000 per year income that I don't have to actively work for. And then you increase that even more, and then you increase that even more. That's the way that I would go about doing it just because I'd prefer a more lazy lifestyle. Because I mean, just think about it like this, right? Imagine you could just dedicate money, like just put money into one place over time to where you start making like 20K per year, then 40K per year, then 80K per year, then 100K per year, then 150K per year, then $300,000 per year without really doing anything extra other than just putting your excess money into the same investment that you're doing every single month, right? And it's just compounding nonstop. Like, that's the way that I would do it. It'd be a very lazy way, and you just don't got to think about it, and your passive income from this, or like your basically dividends from this, or like your take from it, where you're not touching the principal, like you're not touching that initial $2 million, or the $4 million, or the $6 million, or the $8 million, or whatever. You're just constantly getting money while growing your money forever and ever and ever. That's why you get like these... um super, super wealthy, like generational type wealth type of situations, what those individuals or those institutions do. Like, for example, Harvard, I believe, can pay the tuitions of every single student that goes to their school without touching the principal on their investment, which is crazy. Like, just think about that for a second. Like, Harvard can literally pay all the tuition for all the students that go to Harvard without touching the investment principle, like the invested amount at all. Just how much that invested amount of money makes them, they could pay off the tuition forever. Like, that's the way that you should like set it up in terms of like how you should set your investments where like you are basically able to generate money forever without ever touching your initial money meaning you're not necessarily having to actually sell anything while making the money that's why so many people like real estate because you could technically never sell any of your real estate and generate massive amounts of money, right? It's just something to really think about. That's the way that I would go about it. I wouldn't want to put like multiple millions of dollars into the cars in terms of like the net worth kind of thing. I'd prefer to like put that into something that would make me money. But I mean, that's just me. Although it would be pretty nice to have like a Lamborghini. It'd be pretty nice to have a Ferrari. It'd be pretty fun to have a Rolls Royce and all that kind of stuff, right? But you got to ask yourself, what type of lifestyle do you want? Me, personally, I'd rather have a lazy lifestyle where I could potentially just put my investments to the point where they, they generate money, enough money, every single month or every single year to where you don't have to ever work ever, technically, right? That's why 
people who like, let's say, win the lottery, what they should do is sit down with a financial advisor and basically be like, hey, how can I make this money last forever, but also produce me a livable income without losing the money, right? And they will literally show you what you have to do, or they will offer to do that for you for like a fee or whatever, just to manage it and they show you all, like everything and they teach you everything and you could do it that way, right? Because like I was listening to a an interview with a $10 million lottery scratch-off winner who took the lump sum of that money, which basically meant like after everything said and done, fees and all that kind of stuff, and the lump sum and taxes and all that kind of stuff, he was left with I think around like five to six million dollars, which is still pretty amazing. But again, you basically lost like four million, right? Well, what he and his wife did was like sit down with a financial advisor, and that financial advisor set it up in a way where him and his wife basically no matter what was gonna be making about eight to nine K per month every month for the rest of their lives, right? Like, pretty much no matter what. And also, the financial advisor set it up in a way where he actually made like a few extra million from just the investments that they did. So they got this monthly income of like eight to $9,000 per month, plus I think a few extra million just from the investments in general appreciating. So just think about that for a second, right? Imagine you could pretty much guarantee that you have like an eight to $9,000 per month income for the rest of your life without you having to ever do anything ever again. Like that's the way to really set up your life, your finances, because if you have that guaranteed income coming in and it's pretty decent amount of money per month, you can pretty much do whatever you want, wherever you want, in whatever country. So that's just the way that I view the whole where to put your money kind of thing. Like, if you want this sort of, like, lavish lifestyle that, like, Andrew Tate has, I mean, you could go ahead and do what he's doing. The only problem is those cars do go down in value. The watches, there's not a guarantee that they'll go up in value. The 15 properties is a pretty good thing. Uh, Bitcoin, got nothing against Bitcoin. Bitcoin. His investments are pretty low in terms of like what he invested into the companies. But also you got to keep in mind, Andrew Tate and his brother and whatnot are in a very unique situation, you know, obviously other than this legal trouble, where they have recurring revenue in the terms of millions and millions of dollars. Like think about that for a second. They have like a monthly recurring revenue of multiple millions of dollars. Most people don't have that type of situation. So you probably can't afford the type of lifestyle that he has. Even if you technically have the money, you don't have the money coming in. You don't have the income potentially that he does. So just something to really think about. Feel free to give your thoughts. And again, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 com. Stay tuned for more financial commentary.